welcome to the Naval Air Podcast. My name is Mike and I am your host. And in this episode, along with my friend Scott, we will continue looking at my past slash original episodes where he and I will essentially reminisce about our time together going through this particular training. So uh, let's get to it. All right, Scott. So last week we we're finishing up your uh, basic training tales. And uh, you're getting ready to head to Naval Air Crew, Naval Air Crew and Candidate School, like we call, we like to call it NACUS, um, where where you and I are going to meet up. So yeah. Do you remember? Uh, what, do you remember what day of the week you left? Well, I, you know, at the very end there, of course, we do the pass and review, and uh, had the weekend off, and uh, I want to say that it was. It was a maybe a Friday, I because it's eight and a half, eight weeks and three days is boot camp. So I want to say that we left on a Friday, but I I'd have to go back, actually go back and look at a calendar to to confirm that, which I probably should have done before we started this evening. And it just didn't occur to me until literally right now to, to well, do that. If Orlando's anything like Great Lakes, your your graduation is on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, and you it have probably to, was. I'm just having a hard time remembering that. And you have the rest of the, um, that day and then Saturday off, Sunday off, and then Monday Yeah, you start getting shipped out. Yeah, and I remember, uh, you know, uh, I don't remember if we marched or whether we uh, um, probably did to, like, where all these buses yep. were. Yep. Take us to the airport, you know, and our company commanders are, you know, telling us, like, uh, you know, good luck and – you know, shaking our hands and uh, best wishes, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, getting on the bus and then getting to the airport. And what I do remember about getting up to Pensacola was the fact that prior to joining the Navy, I worked for a uh, what's now called like a regional airline. But back in that day, they call it a commuter airline, if you remember that. Yeah. You know, flying the smaller aircraft and whatnot. whatnot. And the aircraft that I rode on was the same type of airplane that I was loading bags on, literally like – two and a half months before that and it was an airline that doesn't exist anymore it's called dolphin airways and it, and it had the colors of like the miami dolphins okay the teal and, and orange okay yep and there was three of us on the flight that i remember one was a guy from uh my boot camp company that was going to be in aw and the other one was a girl from our sister company that was going to be uh, a ct and we got to the airport, and it was just turning dark. And and I think if we if I remember correctly, we had you know the report no later than midnight. Yeah. And uh, there might have been a couple other folks there, and they're like, hey, let's uh, you know let's not get too crazy and start you know and head to the base right away. And mm-hmm. I was kind of more of a of a mind that I wanted to get there, but yeah, you know I figured I'd just fall in with the crowd and and had a had a had the first beer I'd, I'd had in, you know, Eight a and while. Because yeah. I don't remember even having one on Liberty. And then taking a cab, I think. I just don't really remember. But I do remember going through the main gate. And it was already dark, of course. And uh, showing up at the quarter deck, I think it was. Uh, they like literally dropped this off there and, you know, you know, it was very disorienting because it's at night. I had no I freaking idea of where I was except 
Did they have a sign in front of that building, Mike? I don't even remember now. Okay. You mean like, uh, said, like by know, the like sidewalk? I, yeah, I don't remember that. I, uh, I remember being over the head. door. I remember being over the door. There was one over the door? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's that's a little that's a little fuzzy, but I do remember going into the area where the pool table was. Yeah, that was that was the quarter deck, right? Yeah, and then uh, you know you're getting like the little a little bit of the business, but not the whole lot. I mean, for the most part, they really weren't paying that much attention to no, us. because there was just because the guy on duty was he even a was he even a instructor. You know, the, I think so. He had like a like a window that you walked up to. Yep. Had like a like a uh, that he was in the duty office there and. Uh, yeah, we're checking in, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I remember going uh, the Navy at one time. You know how they switch back and forth from different models of vehicles? And it was like some kind of a Dodge, like a miniature-looking El Camino-looking yes, thing. Yes, yes, I remember those. Yes, yes. And, 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 <laughs> and myself and this other guy, Hoffman, who was in my boot camp company, uh, they crammed us into that. That might have been like the NACUS duty vehicle, and they took us over to the – PSD on the base and they stamped our records and and all this and that and then we wound up in uh, transient the TPU trans transient personnel unit around the corner from NACUS really and there was a barracks yeah uh, there was a barracks there and uh, they they we were there for I want to say two nights it might have only been one but we're definitely in there that first night so the funny thing is we get there. And it wasn't particularly late, but remember, it's we're talking January, January so yeah. it's it dark early. So it may only have been about 7 o'clock at night, uh, maybe even a little earlier than that. And we're like, well, what do we do now? And we're like, <laughs> well, we saw the bowling alley coming in, so we figured we'd go to the bowling alley and get, like, they said, they, we, I think we asked them, like, where can we get, like, a, you know, a hamburger or something like that? And they said, oh, yeah, the snack bar at the bowling alley's open. So... You know, here we are, fresh out of boot camp, kind of still sort of have that, like, you're waiting for somebody with a red rope to come out of nowhere and come pull in. your street card out of your back or to, pocket or something. Or to tell you what you're allowed to do. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. exactly, yeah. So it was a little bit uh, of an, I, I don't just a, a kind of a surreal feeling to just walk over there and walk into the bowling alley and walk into the snack bar. And, and I remember there was a couple of the AOCS guys in there and the khakis and stuff and you know, it must have been like like their last couple of weeks where they got kind of on base where they can sort of do what they want and um, after hours. And we went over there, had a hamburger, and, uh, you know, went back to that uh, barracks. Come to think of it, I think we were there a couple of, a couple of nights, maybe until Monday. And uh, the guy literally told us not to come back until Monday, if I remember correctly. Really? That does I not, don't, rem that, that, but I don't remember for sure if that's what he told us. That, that, I just does that sound right to you? Does that sound right that the Navy would just like cut you loose for three days? No, not really. <laughs> um, they might have had us muster first thing in the morning, but I don't really remember doing that much, uh, except that uh, I think our our class didn't start for a full week before really? we you, you were know that far once behind. I think so, because you and I got there the same day. Didn't you get there the same day that I did? Because we graduated from boot camp the same day. Okay, I well, think. We, okay, so we graduated on the same day, but I know for a fact I did not leave uh, Great Lakes until Thursday. Thursday. Oh, okay. 
you know what I'm gonna bring up a calendar I'm pretty sure it's Thursday the 20th of January um, yeah we left early in the morning on that Monday or whatever and and, and I remember or it was basically a uh, um, let's see this or is, Friday this is 83 and, uh, January yeah Thursday the 20th is when is when I rolled out of Great Lakes uh, to fly to Pensacola and I and I'm pretty okay. sure our school our class started on Monday the 24th yeah maybe that maybe that's what it was in, in recollection that when I got there it's just like I said it's kind of a, a few years back just a few and then and and then you know the last time we talked we talked about uh we didn't have much to do during the day like clean no no in fact there was a first class that was on some kind of medical hold or something like that that was in charge of you know basically us newbies showing up and uh i remember buffing the quarter deck on the other set of you know on the other end of the building there and doing a couple other little things. And then usually about lunchtime, the guy's like, yep, see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. All right. That. And and I remember going over to the B, the, the Navy exchange and um, they had the exchange cafeteria over there and, you know, maybe like getting something to eat. And uh, I'm, I, remember I think I, I bought a, uh, and I bought a boom box because those were big back then. I invested um, in a set of core frames. That's what I did. Yeah, I did that too. I mean, because uh, they were telling us about, you know, then you, then you get all the you, you get up with some of the the guys that had been there, you know, and they're giving you the gouge you. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we have a uniform locker room inspection every Friday, and if you, you know, you fail it, you got to re reinspect it Saturday, which did happen to me the first one. It did. And it was a total. Yeah, I got I got dinged the first uh, uh, inspection that we had on my uniform. Believe it or not. For what? It was like, let's see, I had a little bit of a white showing underneath my knot for my <laughs> my uh, neckerchief. Was it the? I had one pant leg that looked like it was longer than the other, and there was one other thing that I got hit on. And if you got three hits, you had to be re-inspected the following morning. But but what ticked me off at the time about that was the chief that inspected us was kind of overweight to begin with. <laughs> And, and he had like a like a grease stain on his uniform, and I'm like this. And he had glasses. You remember that dude? He looked goofier than a three dollar bill. I think he was a <laughs> uh, a P uh, a P three flight engineer type. Okay. And uh, there was like three or four of us, and we and that was that first class actually. I think was there to do the reinspection, and we were there for like a minute. And he's like, "Okay, you guys are done." He didn't even really, you know. I think he thought it was kind of BS too, but. Well, that was the only time I ever ran into any trouble with uh, an inspection there. I I don't remember failing any uniform inspections because we got you know the good gouge ahead of time. One of the things I remember was you know the the whole you know Irish pennants. Make sure you know you pluck on yep. a little you know with a with a clipper and even you know we got some of that basic training, but not to the level that that Nackus wanted it. And the other right. thing they were well, you know, I... yeah, was, go ahead was uh. The, the white stitching on your piping that poked through. You exactly. Had, That's dark, what I got hit on. And to, then I took the highlighter and, you had to darken and the it out. black. Yeah. Yep. You know, it was take your, take your stencil pencil and, and darken those white, those white things. Cause they'll get you for that. I remember Yep. that yep. was a yep. gouge. And then, um, 
don't don't walk normal wearing your core frames because it puts creases in them. Yep. Do you remember that? So you had to walk like you were wearing flippers like or something, or you know, just don't bend your feet, and you had to like kind of swing your hips to move into position because that, you know, if you're wearing core frames, don't don't mess up the shine by putting a crease in them. But I, I remember the feeling, um, you know, like that first week that nobody was really bothering you. You know, it was no. like the opposite of boot camp. You know, it was pretty relaxed. I mean, um, and and not really having to do a whole heck of a lot other than a little bit of, uh, you know, cleaning. And I think we might have had to do uh, like a strip and wax on a deck somewhere. But that was the most extensive thing that we did for the most part, you know, whatever housekeeping we got it done, and then this guy's like, "Yeah, go ahead and take off." And you know, yeah, the, um, I, I, okay. So what I remember about the room inspection was the floor, floor shiny floor, no mm-hmm. gear adrift, right? Everything put away, beds made, but they didn't open up yep. lockers. I don't remember them opening opening up lockers. No. I, don't, I don't remember having. No, to they have never open up lockers. It was you know because they didn't have a standard way to stow it. So that's why I don't think they opened it. They never looked. I never remember them looking in mine there. No, I, I just remember shining the floor. Yep, you know, with a buffer, <laughs> it's a with, a, with a with a with a with a blank piece yep. of blanket, and, <laughs> and doing all of that. And um, I remember, uh, you know, when our class uh, formed up, we had AD two Christensen and AD two Van Gordon were the two instructors. I remember that, and. Uh, they were pretty cool guys. I don't remember, you know, them being uh, they weren't overly very, strict. No, they weren't very or, hardcore. But they had, they did. No, they did have a. They let. They did say the other guys that said, "Oh, they're that you're going to have Christensen." I he he likes to run, which he did. He was a runner. I remember we ran a lot. Yes. Um, I, I remember, which I didn't care about. I well. Okay. I know you. I know you did not like to run. <laughs> no, I'm not a remember runner. that. Because I'm. Yeah, no, you're not a runner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a plotter, but uh, yeah. the 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 older guys are with us. Remember, they had to they put them in the front ranks when we ran in formation, so we could run slow. And they would always complain they were yep. running too fast. Yeah. You yep. know. Um, yep. I, I had, but those two guys, they were they were while they were, you know, I used today's terms, chill. You know, they didn't they didn't climb up your ass. They still did. No, no, they, I don't ever remember any of them ever yelling or anything like no, that. They no. were just like. But they still, they did, they still did expect you to pay attention, you know, attention yep. to detail, but more than regular Navy attention to detail, right? And, exactly. And if you goofed up, they would, it would be, an, they would embarrass you first, rather than give you extra duty or any crap like that, right? Like. Yeah. Like one. Uh, one day I showed up, I forgot to shave in the morning and we're out there, you know, at that, uh, PT area, right. It was a, like a soccer field or something where, yeah. where we do over PT. by clo- close to where the, uh, the, the, uh, C course was, I think where the, I yeah, near the start of the C course. Yeah. Yeah. So C course, if you guys don't remember is the cross country course. Um, that's just for the listeners. <laughs> right. So cross country course, but it was near there. So when, we're doing our PT or whatever, and um, I walk by, and he goes, hey, come here for a second. And I go, yes. <laughs> He's like... Yeah, and you have a heavy beard to begin with, even no. for a young guy back <laughs> he goes, then. 
did you forget to shave? Uh, crap. Because no. well, at that point, I did the autonomy that I did, right? I must have overslept yeah. or something. Skipped a step. Uh, I think so. Okay. Do you remember the dead cockroach position? Yeah. So, okay. While everyone's finishing up something, you lay here on your gra- on the back, dead cockroach, and you shout at the top of your lungs, I forgot to shave this morning, until I tell you to stop. That was my... That was my punishment. So five minutes there. I, you probably don't remember it, but I was on my back. No, I don't remember. Legs that. and arms in the air screaming. I forgot to shave this morning. I do remember like one of the first things we did, like it might've been the second day. Maybe we had to wear gunfighters and march over to NAMI. Yes. And, and get the NAMI whammy. Well, I think NAMI and uh, the, uh, well, the physical right in the chamber was one day. Yeah. And then yep. the, uh, the how your eyeballs can trick you was another day. Yep. So Yeah, I mean, and I think one day that we went over there, it freaking rained, if I remember correctly, while we were marching over there. Um, but I remember that was, you know, of course, the first, you know, I had a physical and Pensacola, but that was my first, like, one with a, like, a, you know, legit, you know, flight surgeon. And I remember it being a lady and an older one, and she wasn't very attractive. She was kind of um, round. Lieutenant Commander, yeah, but she was nice and everything, yeah, so yeah. that was fine. Not, not, um, not, not all caught up in the Navy stuff, right? Exactly. And uh, I remember um, the uh, that that seat, that chair that they put you in, and I don't remember who did it, but we uh, did. We all do that. I just don't remember. No. Like the, they the, they spin you around and you had you moved your thumbs and yep, stuff like that. Yep, yep. But no, that, that was just one um, guy got to demonstrate that. And we also did the thing where they had every, somebody trussed up in a in a in a um, uh, integrated torso harness and hooked them up to the parachute and all that because they were talking about hey some of you guys might fly in uh, an ejection seat airplane so this is how this all works I remember doing that and uh, you know the altitude chamber uh, oh I remember the thing they brought us in for the night vision you know to show us like the autokinesis and all that yeah yeah. The, is that light? Is that, that light moving? And everyone starts yeah. off going, "No, it's not moving." Oh wait, yes, it is. <laughs> and I want to say, and I'm, and, I, and you know, sometimes you kind of your mind plays tricks on you. But I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, that when they broke us up into the little groups to go into the altitude chamber, I went in there with you. I had okay. So do you, I had an episode in the in the altitude chamber. I so I had no partner. Well, I was probably half whacked by myself, so I don't remember that. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I I had no partner. My task was to write on a paper subtracting by sevens from 100. Right. That, that was that was my – I didn't have a patty cake partner or anything like that. That's what I did was patty cake. So, um, you know, we, we go up to – you know, we go up to our 35,000 feet or whatever it is. We take off our masks. We do all that stuff. Um you know, I recognize my hypoxia setting in. I, uh, you know, I have to get the guy's attention before you mask back up to let him know, hey, I, I want to put my mask on so they can, I don't know, look at you, make sure you're turning blue. I don't know what it was. But you had to get permission to yeah. go back on oxygen. Yep. So, you know, go back on oxygen. <clears throat> we come back down. And I just happened to mention in passing to the guy I was in the chamber with that I don't feel very good, right? I feel kind of weird. Well, kind of weird. I don't know, kind of lightheaded, kind of, 
I'm just kind of weird. Hypoxic. Well, <laughs> I, I, you know, I still I wasn't dizzy or euphoric or you know like, you know, like symptoms of hypoxia. Classic. I was just yeah. weird. So he goes, okay, hang on a second. Puts me in touch with somebody, takes me to another room, and that's where I met that round lady flight surgeon and mm-hmm. uh, her like resident mentor. You know, one she was mentoring, you know, young 24-year-old female flight surgeon in training. And they right. they grilled me about what I was feeling at whatever, right? You know, questions. Then they gave me this whole battery of tests of of uh, putting sharp and dull ob- objects on various parts of my body to make sure I regained all my, se- all my sense of feeling. Um it was weird. It was like wow. it was like forty five minutes worth of stuff, right? And finally, and, and they were like, "Okay, well," and, and it, they they kept adding another test, and I don't know why. I suspect it's because I never gave a clear answer of, "Oh yeah, I'm feeling fine now" or whatever. Um, and like an hour into it, you know, I I need to use a head, right? I felt number two coming. Right. I'm like okay, okay, great, right? So they put me in there, and like, you know, it was gas. It wasn't, you know, it was no substance. It was just gas. But when that passed, I was like, oh, my gosh, I felt so much better. And so I come out and they're like, well, how did, how did it go? And I'm like, I just, you know, pass some gas. And I feel so much better now. Okay, put your clothes on. You're done. And I, I wow. and to this day, I have no idea what triggered them that I felt weird. And it, it, maybe there's some history of if you feel report, you feel weird. There's some latent well, I don't know whatever but I caught up with the class yeah I just remember uh like the patty cake thing and uh you know then I felt a little funny and they're like uh yeah okay number whatever it was put your mask on and I did that but I remember while we were waiting we could watch through the windows yeah the other yeah. you know the other <laughs> be, people and uh stupid yeah yep and they also were playing a video it was uh it was a uh, bad company uh with a bunch of like uh you know naval aircraft and stuff like that that was kind of cool. But uh, I remember from like your experience, you said we didn't have to stand watches, but I stood a fire watch that first week. Cause the first week you stand watches, but it was like the easiest watch I ever stood the entire time in the Navy. I sat in one of those wooden chairs, you know, like the lounge, lounge chairs chair with a leatherette cushion. Yeah. Big, big white eating, arms. Uh, yeah. e- eating a box lunch at, you know, <laughs> and then looking through the window and seeing across the street, the AOCS guy, he's like marching, you know, I'm watching him every, every minute I see him come down and he does like a facing movement, you know, another minute comes back there. That's what they had to do. And I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm not doing that shit. That's their basic training. Right. Uh, yeah. But I, I think, you know, as you talk it, it triggers a memory that that first week we, we really didn't have a lot of physical activity. Right. We, we went to, not, no, we didn't. We we're, we're moving yep. around in, in dress uniform or service dress uniform and uh we didn't get our pt gear until wednesday or thursday of that week and we had to buy it out of our own pocket <laughs> yes that was a big that was a big what i was like what yeah <laughs> and we had to buy what two t-shirts two pairs of shorts and the and the sweatshirt and the uh sweatpants. The sweatpants and we had to buy socks without any racing stripes they called it yeah the white crew socks. Plain white socks. It, yep. it, the funny thing is, is that 
all this time later, all I have that survived is my sweatshirt, my hoodie. I couldn't tell you where my shirt yeah. or shorts are or the pants. I have the, believe it or not, I have the sweatpants left, which, you know, obviously don't fit anymore, but, um, um, like that's the other thing I remember. Uh, I don't remember like our gear issue either. You know, I just remember when we did get it, that funky smell that we all hated of a brand new flight suit. Yeah. The, the mothball smell. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, it, okay, but I don't of course, remember it, doing it, it. I, you know, we obviously had them, but yes, I just don't remember it, doing it. And it occurred. It probably occurred during that first week, before we yeah. got started anything. But because now, if I was smart, I'd dig out my Nate Tops jacket because I know it's in there. Your, your yeah. initial gear issues yep. in there, and it'll have a date on there. Um, but yeah, because we we had it by the time we went to land survival at the end. Oh yeah, I mean we had it for a while. I mean. Like the the photograph, I don't remember when that exactly that was. If it was like at the very end, but I think it was. Well, it, uh, uh, probably within I, a week. I, probably just before, because they had to give them to us before we left. Right. And you know the photo yeah, lab. The photo our, lab's good, our, but they're not that good. We got our summer weight uh, flight jackets, the Nomex gloves, two, I think two flight suits. Our knife. And I can't remember what else they gave us. Our survival knife. Uh, yeah, the knife. Yep, that's right. Boots, um, flight boots. Yep. Oh yeah, the boots. Yep. I don't. You know, I don't remember when we first started going to the pool, but I, the pool part was uh, for me was the most fun part. Um, I, I I had fun in the pool. You know, we did all the cool stuff. The, you know, they where they they dragged us. You know, in the parachute harness, and we did the. Uh, float, the float, different uh, float on your helmet, right? Uh, take you know, tread water yeah. for so long, then you could take your helmet off and sit on it. Yep. Do you remember how, when they put us in a circle, treading water, and they gave us a twenty-five pound weight plate to pass around between everybody? <laughs> no, but that sounds right. Where we where we dressed? Because I remember doing. We were in a flight suit yes. and boots and the whole freaking nine yards, a helmet, everything. But and uh, no, but no flotation. Yes. But also, but a lot of it though was they, uh, like our big swim, our big pool swim was flight suit only. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No boots, yeah. helmet, and vest, flight suit only. But everything, yeah, all the tread water crap was full gear. Uh, and and that was when people started dropping. Yeah. Uh, when when people started falling by the wayside, because there was one older guy who was a really nice guy, and he he didn't make the. Uh, he made it this the following uh like he got dropped back to the next class that was right behind us but he didn't make it the first uh the first go around because i remember going to the pool with him when they remember they used to have rock swim yeah like some people <laughs> yes. were mandatory yes and i said After hey man, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll go with you and i'll i'll like help you out try to you know help you with uh you know technique on on the uh the swim so you don't wear yourself out after our um, swims yeah uh, um, let's see. Uh, of course, we did the the um, well, the Hilo Dunker too. That was that was an awesome that was day. different. That was an awesome. Okay, so what do you remember about the Hilo Dunker? Because I I remember you and I were for the last ride. Somehow our seats we ended yeah. up, we ended up next to each other in that in the cockpit. Yeah, yeah. That was the only. Uh, 
the only time I was ever a little apprehensive about the the dunker was because you know that night you know you had the go- the dark yes. goggles and then we had to, but I just remembered you know I'm not going to let go of this fucking reference point excuse me you might have nope, to edit no, that no that's okay I'm not going to let go <laughs> of that reference that's okay. point for no matter what and uh, of course it obviously all worked out you know we we uh we all made it through i think the first run i don't know uh i don't think i know you and i didn't have to repeat anything but maybe some other people did um the the only apprehension i had was you know the second ride the second ride we're all going out the same door yeah and there's kind of a cluster with open eyes right and you're like oh my gosh i'm gonna get kicked in the head if i if i'm not careful well, like they told us like over and over again, don't kick your feet. And if you kick your feet, you're going to you're going to fail and you're going to have to do it again. <laughs> OK, but still, so, to, you, but you got the panicker in front of you, right? That was my worry Exactly. Yeah. is that I'm coming up behind yeah. a panicker who's still, you know, is kicking away. And uh, but that, yeah, that was my only worry at that point. Oh, and then you and I trying to get, yeah. go out to the door. Who's going to go first? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember us talking about who's going to, I think uh, whoever sat on the right was going to go first yeah. or something yep, yep. like that. A little, a little, a little CRM there. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I remember that uh, I definitely remember doing a hell of a lot of running though. And we used to run yeah, out yeah. to the back gate and back. I don't know how far that was, but that was a pretty good, uh, on the seawall down along the, on the, down sea- the seawall yeah, there. Yeah. We used to PT on the seawall too. Yes. Yes. I remember PT outside cause the, the boxing gym was there on the seawall as well. That's right. So we, that was it. That was interesting. That was that was uh, that's pretty memorable. I remember quite a bit about that because when someone's hitting you, you sort of remember that kind of stuff. Um, regardless of the but I remember work. the instructor was a Marine second lieutenant that was on. It was being stashed before he started flight school, and he'd been a Golden Gloves boxer. Really? See, I don't remember that. Yeah, I remember what he looked. Yeah, like. I remember that. And I, I remember. And, him, I remember him talking to me in the. Uh, what was his name? Not, not Clee, the other guy that was big with me. Shoot, I can't remember his name. But it, where you know, is he in the picture? Oh, because I got the picture up right now. I right. mean, I see you, and then the, there's me, like, I'll tell you. Let me uh, get the picture. There's a guy tall, like looks like he's about six foot four with glasses next to you. No, he's because you're what six one, Mike. No, six feet. I was probably six feet. He's he's at the far other end. So you got Christensen, some red-haired dude, yep. and then the big guy. Yep. He was he was my yep. he was the guy I sparred with twice out of the out of the four. He's probably the biggest guy in the class too. Holy. And he, and he was. <laughs> but see, I'm in this picture. I'm hunched over. Yeah. Because the two guys, uh, Van Dorn and the other guy, were grab-assing and making me laugh. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah, you can tell you look like you're laughing. Yeah. So. Uh, and they're and they're keeping the straight face, right? Yeah, they're they're clowning right. around. So, um, but yeah, I can't remember this dude's name, but he was he was really he was really kind of a gentle dude, right? Not you know not yep. a, not aggro, not whatever. And uh, so, out of the three sparring rounds, he was my partner twice, and then the the instructor said, "Yeah, no." Because I used to run into him at North Island because he wound up at HC one. Yeah, he was a fifty three crewman. So- yeah. In yeah, a, so we're still kind of you know friends there at North Island. Nice guy. I can't remember his name. That's sad, isn't it? I just remember the guy. Yeah, Clee, because we got into it. He was in my 
he was one of my roommates. That, that's how I, uh, you know, I remember him pretty well. And, uh, and of course, you know, there, there was like, uh, the kind of the group there that's, uh, in the picture, like me and Russ and, uh, Dion, um, Mike, Mike Dion. and, uh, and Chet. Chet was a rollback. And we remember? all kind of, and what's that? Chet was a rollback. He was medically. He yeah, was... but he was a freaking half gazelle though. He made us all look really <laughs> bad on that sea course. <laughs> Russ was a runner too. Russ was also yep. Russ Miller was also a uh, he could. Yeah, so we're usually trying to catch up, uh, catch up with them. And I, I'm trying to remember who else I had in the room with me. I want to say it was that kid that was right in front of Russ was in my room, he, but maybe he was in yours. In my, I just don't remember. He was in my room. Okay. So I mean, I see the two Marines are in the front row. One's on the very end, and then the one, the one second one's next, next to Harden Rock. Harden Brook, yeah. So. Hardenbrook. Yeah, I call him Hardenbrook. <laughs> John Oren Hardenbrook. Yeah. From, from he's a good guy too. Yeah, he was. He was. Well, he was also older. I want to say he was like twenty-three. Yeah. Um, but Hardenbrook, the Marine at the far end, in front of Clee, and the and the squirrely guy from uh, Willow Grove, and me. We were, we were the four of us were in a room. The fifth guy, he washed out from the C, the first aid test. At the end of that first week, the first that was the, was that a that was the guy from my boot camp company, Hoffman. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, you failed the freaking first day test. Holy shit. Uh, okay. Did he now, make it through the second time? I don't remember. You know, you lose track. Yeah, you lose track. Um, but the thing is, you know, if you want to, we want to explain to the listening audience that in the Navy, tests are not hard. All the information that you need to regurgitate on a test has been fed to you in various forms. So as, or, or as we used to call it the gouge. Yeah. The gouge was the answer key that would float around the, the barracks, you know, a couple days before. Exactly. Or right. even just word of mouth. The guy said, Hey, this is what you got to know for the test kind of a thing. Yeah. It, it was in, in, it was so simple. Now, if, you know, if you're like me and you're queasy and it's hard to think about those kind of things and, and keep it straight, well, fine. But still, the first aid test was probably the easiest written test we took. Oh, you know, uh, some things that are coming to mind now, Mike. Um, that night when we first got there, literally almost the, the I think the first thing I remember it very well. The first thing I saw coming out of the building after first going in there and going into you know to check in and say hey we're newly reported is here's a freaking car pulling up with the dominoes thing on the roof <laughs> that's right and i'm like wow they deliver pizzas here <laughs> on base so that was kind of cool on base and you and you know in this day and age that doesn't happen no no you hell know? no um and uh, you know remember north island uh, over by the barracks there's a dude in a van yeah they would take your dry cleaning and have it back the next day with the best starch yep I guarantee that doesn't happen nowadays either. No, uh, nothing like that anymore. I mean, things, I mean, it's just, just to look, uh, not to go on too much of a tangent, but just the fact that they had that on-base shooting there at Pensacola, didn't even, something oh like gosh. that didn't even come close to, you know, entering my mind that something nope. like that could ever happen. Nope. You're absolutely right. That's terrible. Um, just a different, uh, you know, a different era in which, in which we were uh, going through our initial training you know, it's interesting. Not there was only one of the first classes in our class that made it through out of the ones that were in that class, and that was the guy in the second row in the very end. 
he was going to be a P3 flight engineer. The guy opposite of Clay. All the other, all the other ones, all the other ones failed out of the swimming part of it and got set back. Yeah, because there's none of so, them are in this picture. Everybody, nope. everybody in the Just picture that, except that dude are all boot camps, first term guys, or E4s maybe at the most. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think uh, Joiner was an E5, right? Yeah, a uh, Joiner. Yeah, he was a uh, he was converting from uh, ship serviceman. Um, right. The dude next to you, Chrisman. Chrisman yep, Hesh- He was uh, a corpsman. Uh, uh, but he 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 was a nav vet. He got out for a couple of years and came back. That's right. Yeah, right. That's right. Uh, let's see him look at the other faces. Yeah, I don't see a whole lot of other retreads. No. Everybody in the front row. Just a is... lot of really young, fresh faces <laughs> there for the most part. Everybody in the front row is new. Yep. Most of the second row is all brand new. I mean, from Clee over to me, we're all right out of boot camp. Yep. And um, all about the Marine. And everybody in the front row, including the Marines, I think they come right out of boot camp too. Or maybe they maybe they done a little time in the fleet, but they were uh, both of them were what Lance Corporals or PFCs or something. Yeah. I forget. They're um, You know, uh, I, you mentioned it when you talked about, uh, you know, your uh, Pensacola experience. And I would, I would say of all the bases that I ever was uh, stationed at or been to, Pensacola was probably, if you want to use the word genteel of any base I've ever <laughs> been to. That's a great, that's a great term, genteel. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. It had, it had, even though it's, I wouldn't call it the South, it still had a Southern, uh, yeah, that genteel feel. That's a great term. Cause you know, Memphis was not, and that's, that was in the no. middle, that was in the middle of the South. Yeah. No, it was, it, Memphis was just, there was way too many, uh, kids right out of boot camp, you know, going to a school. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Pensacola, you know, they didn't have, uh, you know the Naval Air Technical Training Center. They did have the photo mate boot or uh, boot camp, the photo mate A school down the road, but you know that wasn't very big, so it was mostly all officers. Um, and the facilities were were really nice, and like uh, as you mentioned, the Chow Hall was excellent. I mean, it wasn't very big, so I think the they could really serve you know good quality Chow there. So. Uh, um, that was definitely something to uh, to look forward to, and um, yeah, that was that was by far the best chow hall out of all the ever. Because that now that school was how long, Mike? Was it five weeks or five five weeks? Yeah, five weeks. So uh, the first week, just to kind of retrace, so we don't neglect anything, <laughs> was pretty up. much the nami whammy stuff, right? And yes. Aviation. Yes. Physiology, uh, gear issue, probably. Um, standing the watches. We had some class. We had some class. Yep. Right? First aid. Is that when we did first aid? First aid was at the end of the in, first uh, week. CPR. Yep. Uh, CPR came next as far as school learning. Because, you know, we had. I remember somebody failed that freaking test. Or maybe we already mentioned that, didn't we? Someone failed the f- first aid. Yeah. Um, I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was rather surprised, actually, that that could happen, but. Um, and I don't remember doing a lot of cleaning either, because I think they had it set up where they had the people that were awaiting training yeah, doing stash, most of that kind of work. Yeah, because every because they classed up every week, right? 
So if a class started yeah. on Monday and you showed up on Tuesday, well, guess what you were doing Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, right? Field dang. You're field dang. Um, and then, like I mentioned earlier, you're just responsible to keep your room clean for the end of the week inspections. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, that was that was a little bit more of a uh, involved thing. You know, they, they were a little bit stricter with that. And the, and the uniform inspections were much stricter than we had to get a haircut every week. Yes. I remember having to do that. Yes. And uh, you really had to concentrate on uh, having your uniform. That The biggest thing was the damn knot Yep. on the neckerchief, well, not cause... being square. You know, inch one inch by one inch, <laughs> uh, I think, was the standard on that. And, and, and we didn't have any um, – none of us had any awards or anything, so there was no – there's nothing else on the uniform to worry about. We're all airman yeah, recruits, so there's no, right? there's no stripes or anything on your sleeves. It was all just a basic uniform, right? Dress blues that uh, that that did make it a little uh, simpler. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it that this was kind of a, a humorous thing that happened, where I was coming back from the uh, the Navy Exchange, which was really. Cl- I mean, everything was very convenient to where we were at, too. I mean, the, Just a the Navy Exchange. Yeah. yeah, it was really close by. And, uh, you know, I went over there for some reason. I was coming back to the uh, the air crew uh, barracks there. But I was on the other side of the street, and I was going to go across and then cross over. And there was a small detail of three of those NACUS guys. And they're wearing that green. Yeah, AOCS guys. Yeah. And they're wearing the green foul weather jacket, and they've got the combination cap, you know, the... the yep. bus driver hat, yeah. Uh, yeah, the bus driver hat. And I hadn't really had a whole lot of encounters with those guys. I mean, and I knew what they were and all that stuff. I wasn't, you know, completely ignorant of, of that fact. But for some reason, uh, I just felt like, oh, shit, I better salute. You know, like the when in doubt, when in doubt thing. If it moves, because they're khakis and all that. If it moves, salute So if it doesn't paint. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. So so they go by, and I and I pop the salute, and these guys are like, "What do you don't salute?" Like, uh, you know. And right about that time, I hear halt. And and I I I kind of sort of stop, sort of keep going, and then, and then I turn around and I like me, yeah, and I turn around, it's a freaking like a suburban or a jeep wagoneer because they didn't have ford explorers but it was something like that like one of those big jeep wagoneers it was a di not only was it a di but it was the sergeant major who was oh the gosh. head di for aviation schools command and it was close to probably about 1630 so he was probably going home and he goes and it was me and another guy and he tells these AOCS guys to, you know, keep going or whatever. He calls us over there and uh, he goes, what you, who are you guys assigned to? And we're like, over here at uh, Air Crew Candidate School, sir. And I like, <laughs> he says, don't you recognize that I'm a sergeant major in the United States Marine Corps? And I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> I'm just like, you know. You, know, you just default um, back. You default back to, to – <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Plus the fact that he was like probably about like 45. So he was old yeah, super to me, old. Yeah. you know, so, so, uh, and, 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 uh, and then he kind of like got kind of fatherly. He's like, look, you don't salute the guys with the little anchors on their hat. Understand? <laughs> so if you don't see an Eagle up on the hat, you don't salute. And then he said, all right, 
disappear. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of, yeah, that was kind of funny. That's fun. Oh my God. Yeah. The funny thing is I kept calling him, sir. He finally gave up, I think. Well, you know, he probably could see that your eyeball is as big as silver freaking dollars. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. After having a freaking Sergeant major, who's, who's the, the head drill instructor, you know, chewing my ass for uh, a little bit till he realizes we're just boot camps, literally right out of boot camp. Just dummies. Yeah. Do you remember, Mike, do you remember getting the speech about not mocking the AOCS guys? Yes. At the beginning. At, or you'd be, or you'd be joining them. <laughs> yes. I still, I, you know, the funny thing is I still remember, I still remember, uh, you know, cause they lined up, they went to the same chow hall we did. Yeah. And, and, and they would and line then they up. And they had the poopy, yeah. the poopyville guys. And, and, you know, they, with their little silver helmets. Yeah. The and chrome you, domes. Yeah. And you, and they would make them throw them before they would go inside. Yep. And, and then while they were inside eating, the drill instructors would hide a couple of their favorites. I'll never forget <laughs> one day. <laughs> find their favorites. I, I saw them out there. You know, they're all like in formation. And, they're, you know, they're yelling at them and this and that. And they go running into the chow hall. They all went in there. And while they were in there, these guys were throwing those things everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So Up they, in the freaking tree. Uh, so there was they a couple big trees out everywhere. And these guys came running around. It, it it looked like somebody was trying to herd uh, fifty cats. And when they get like ten minutes, the way they were running anything, around yeah. trying to find their own their the correct helmet. Just crazy. Well, there was one time I don't know if you remember when we were out there on the seawall. Um, those guys must have messed up or something, and they had them PTing under arms out on the seawall dressed in khakis, and I'm like, whoa. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, what I remember that one. Man, I'm glad that's not us. What I do remember about the seawall uh, bias was the museum would park some of their planes there. Yep, so I remember that. There's all kinds of old planes sitting out there waiting for their turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I had a really uh, good time at that base, too, because they had a really good uh, – That remember the one hangar was like a fitness center? Yes. Um, and their club – They had, had like – racquetball courts in there and i started playing racquetball with a couple of the guys and uh and their club i think one really weekend nice. we rented a boat and went say uh went fishing out in the um you know the uh the bay out there pensacola bay did a little bit of sailing the only time um, i went the only time i went in the bay is for our for the parachute disentanglement uh water oh, the bay ops yeah. yeah that was only bay ops that was fun that was fun yeah that was, a, that, that was my a, one and only, if you want to call it that, flight time in a Huey. Ah, Hueys are fun. I got yeah, it. I wish I, that was Huey's a guy. That Huey's was my guy. only experience with a Huey there. And you flew in him as a crew chief in the ar- in the yep. guard, right? Army Reserve, yep. Yep. Reserve. Um, there are fun airplanes. Simple, simple. Um, and, and, and the Army is has a different expectation because the crew chief is really the, the lead mechanic, right? Yeah. So, you know, in the Navy, if something was wrong with your airplane as an AW, you, you walked into maintenance control, you wrote up a maintenance action form, you know, floodlights and in op. Went to lunch. Yeah, right. In the Army, the Army, you know, oh, lights out? There's the parts bin. <laughs> Go fix it. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Wait, I don't have the tools. Well, you know, so yeah, there was a maintenance platoon, right? That did, did dailies and turns or well, daily inspections, but 
pre-flights and all that. If you found something wrong, you fix it yourself. Yeah, so that was. I, uh, but to retrace our steps back there uh, was, I think, boxing, and then also remember we did that circuit trainer that same period of time too. In one of those old hangars, they had those different stations we had to go well, that, in. That was part of the boxing regimen, right? The 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 first three lessons was was uh, you know medicine ball and speed bag and heavy yep. bag and all, yep. um, you know various warm ups and all that. And then after three of that three of the last three of those lessons, you got paired off and stepped into the ring. And so. you know what's interesting about the way the navy, you know, the navy and the air force. Um, they train their aviation personnel much different, you know, and, and, you know, now it's more joint, but back then, of course, it was much more, uh, stratified. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and then, you know, when the NACA started up in the, uh, early mid seventies, they're like, well, how do we want to set this up? And they're like, well, we want to kind of have them do the same stuff that the AOCS guys do, but much more truncated. And uh, one of the things that they did that went all the way back to World War II was the boxing. And that was one of the things they also incorporated into the NACUS syllabus. And I don't know if they still box or not, but, uh, you know, I remember the observation you made was like, hey, this is kind of a way to um, get you used to the idea that you still have to be able to think clearly um, <laughs> under a stressful yeah. situation, like when someone's trying to punch you in the head, you still got to think about what you're doing. And um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize so I, I, they they told us that it was physical fit. You know, just one one more way to be physically fit. But it became pretty obvious that you're scared spitless because I don't want to. You know, especially when I was going into the ring with a dude I didn't like, and I know he didn't like me. You know. That's a that's a unique level of stress, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was. I a, remember the kid on the end though, the Marine boxed the guy with the glasses in the middle of the back out. row, <laughs> and he freaking <laughs> haymakered him big time. I'm like, oh. knocked his I ass mean, out. I think his feet came up off the ground. And that's his glasses, how hard he hit him. his glasses came off, even though he's wearing the headgear. Yeah. His glasses still came off. <laughs> yeah, well, he was wearing the birth control device glasses, you wow. know, with the shatterproof lenses on them. <laughs> Everybody was. The BCDs. But the uh, the circuit trainer thing was like where they had uh, – where we had to do the vertical jump and uh, climb the pegs up along the, the wall. Oh, and okay, climb okay. Ropes. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. And they blew the whistle and you moved to the next station. One was like benching like, you know, they had like 125 yes. pounds. You, you did as many as you could and, and, uh, and then they blew the whistle and then you moved on to something else. And uh, that was a pretty good workout. I mean, that would probably be a good workout. If you did that a half hour every day, you know, you uh, it, it all work. those different stations. It worked a lot of stuff, right? I mean, cause It did. It really did. I remember the pegs. I remember climbing the rope. Yep. I remember a bench press station. What else did they have? And the do? vertical jump. We had because like the vertical jump was part of uh, getting the, uh, the PT uh, award. Did you have to like touch a, a like fling some like flags that stuck out of the side of the wall or something? Maybe. Or you just, or you just touched the line on the wall. Crap. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, you touched the line. Okay. And I think you did push ups and sit ups yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know some other things, but that was a that was a pretty good uh, uh, 
drill. And then, of course, you know, like we had mentioned earlier, a lot, a lot of running. But the one thing we haven't uh, talked about is we sort of alluded to it a little bit with uh, Chet being a gazelle on the C course, which in Naval Air Crew AOC parlance means the cross-country course. Mile and, and a half. I remember it was a mile and a half. It sounds like a mile and a half, like, oh, that's not so bad. The problem with it was a, they poured sand on some parts of it. Yep. And it was up and down which hills. Made it, yeah. And generally speaking, they, you ran it more than once. I mean, you might run it and then they, you know, have you run it again later in the day or uh, maybe you ran it a, like another lap of it. I just remember that that sand was not not very much fun. And we, we had to do it for time at one yes, point, I think. Yes. Well, it was it was a requirement to graduate. Yes. Um, but it, we ran it at least once once a day, right? We went out there oh, at least yeah, once easily. a day. Oh, yeah, easily. Sometimes more. The obstacle sometimes course more. we didn't do every day. The obstacle course was maybe twice a week. We lost some people on that obstacle course because there were some guys that couldn't make it over that eight-foot uh, vertical wall. Because there was one that was like a, was, what was it, 10 feet with a rope? It was, six and, feet. it was six feet because it was like right at the top of your head. Yeah, that's so, right. And then and it was what a ten foot wall with rope, right? Ten or twelve. I don't remember. Was it twelve? Ten or twelve? It was. It was. But it was the one where you could use a rope to climb up. Yeah, that's the one where I remember the technique was run out as hard as you can, and and basically throw your feet at the wall and grab the rope and use the momentum to pull yourself yep, up yep, and over. Yep. And that that's what I did. I I made it over the first time like. But there were some other guys that, that uh, if you didn't do that technique quite right and your upper body strength was a little weaker, you know, you weren't going to make it over that thing. Okay, so do you remember the final run? Okay, so the 12-foot wall was my was was the one I had struggled with. Well, yeah, that was, I, that was a, a, you know what. The, the 6-foot wall was easy because, you, you know, you, yep. you, bounce, you bounce over it. 12-foot wall is hard for me. Um, I want to say I didn't make it the first couple times we did it but the last the last the you know the run or die right the make it or die run of the o course that same mm -hmm. dude that was going to going to 53 is hc1 he couldn't get over the six foot ball i remember that and i remember he i actually you know i was going to mention that he was crying because uh, he knew he yeah, knew if he I didn't get over it he was done because I remember we were there, like, encouraging him, like, yelling yep. at him, yep. come on, you can do it, you can do it, and all that. And Everybody like, else is done. Yep. He was, like, uh, tearing himself up because it had non-skid paint, you know, on the on the top, on yep. the top of it. Yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, I mean, I mean, he obviously made it through the next week, but, yeah, he, he was, uh, he couldn't get over the, and the thing is, he had no trouble with the 12-foot wall. Yeah. He, he could climb the 12-foot wall without a problem. The, the 6-foot wall, he couldn't do. It was it was really all about technique, but you know I actually hurt myself on that obstacle course. Um, do you remember um, the the pipes that you kind of had to weave through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a like a uh, a ride line, a cue for a ride or something. Zoom back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm trying to go through that thing as fast as I can, and I hit my uh, my because uh, back then obviously it was a lot thinner, and I hit my pelvis right on one of the corners of one of those things. You're supposed to be hanging on to it, help it sling you around. Yeah. Well, somehow I uh, <laughs> I hit my pelvis on uh, on the corners of one of those things, and uh, that bothered me for it took a while for that to heal because I wasn't going to dare say anything nope. to anybody. Nope. Because yeah, he mums the word. 
you have a, you have a physical problem, that's okay. No problem. Welcome to the class behind you. Oh, wait, that's longer than yeah. that? Welcome to stash until you're cleared. Exactly. And that was like everybody, I think, was pretty motivated. You didn't want to fail anything and you wanted to, you didn't, uh, you don't want to get set back. You, already, you had that instilled in you in boot camp, right? Getting set back was like a really bad thing, like yeah. a, a stigma, a stigma yeah. not only, right? Oh, I got rolled back because, oh. I was a dummy. And then you're sort of like <laughs> a slacker, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Chet was our so, Chet was our cautionary tale because he was he was stashed for he had some remember he, when we first got there his head was shaved and he had a bandage on his head yeah yeah you know it, something was going on you know something was removed up there and he was he was probably waiting like five six weeks to get back to it I know what I was going to ask you was that the the kid next to Chrisman wasn't he a marine too the dude with the red I shirt we right. Had- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a marine, right? Yeah. Okay. But all those dudes. Yeah, we had a pretty good group, of, pretty good group of guys there. The now the guy um, that's right behind uh, Mike Dion, he failed out of the math class in A school. The dark-haired dude with the mustache. Yep. Yep. <sighs> uh, so yeah, we've talked about the C course, the O course. Um, we didn't really uh, get into uh, what they called back in our time D West or deep water environment survival. survival training because in naval aviation, obviously, we're not doing uh, sub hunting or what have you in Pensacola Bay and, you know, no. inshore waters were potentially blue water in the middle of nowhere somewhere. And, uh, you yep. know, the object there was to um, be able to extract yourself from a parachute harness and then be hoisted up into a helicopter. Or uh, keep yourself floating until they showed up, right? Right, I exactly. Mean, I, you know, the funny thing is, in, in, once you get to the fleet and, and a SAR gets called, you know that people are on it, like, quickly. Unless you're 100, you know, unless you are Blue Water Ops and you're 200 miles from Mother, uh, you know, you'll be floating for a while, but if you're anywhere near any any helicopter, there'll be one there in less than thirty minutes, right? Yep. <laughs> or and, or in uh, our case, like if it happens near North Island, you'll you'll have any one of fifteen helicopters in there fighting to be the one to get there first. But before we did D West, we had to demonstrate proficiency with that in the pool. So we basically did everything we did in D West in a much more controlled environment where they had you stand on the edge of the pool and they had a winch that yanked you off the side of the yep Hook you know your the pool back yep. into the water and uh you did that technique and then you swam over to the um simulated uh helo thing and they hooked you up and or you didn't hook you up they lowered down the horse collar and you you did all that and they hoisted you out of the water oh yeah there's a, there's a technique uh, they also that. had us do uh the canopy thing where they had you on that rig with a canopy over you, dropped you into the pool where the canopy came down on top of you. And I remember the technique they told you about like rolling it up and rolling it up and rolling it up till you had it completely rolled up and then thrown it over your head. So you've cleared yourself of the canopy and the lines um, and then you got in the, in the shroud lines. And then you got hoisted up, uh, hoisted up again. And we, of course we did all the raft stuff 
in the pool, you know, the large raft, and we did the, uh, you know, what you and I later became familiar with, the, the was it LR1, right? The one-man raft, what that yeah. Was called? yeah. 27 got, pounds. Got familiar with the rafts. 27 yep. pounds folded up. A buoyancy. <laughs> Before they were inflated, when they were packed, they were 27 pounds. So the the raft bag going out to the helicopter is 100 pounds. Three rafts. And then at some point we had to complete the first class swim test because as an air crewman, you must be a first class swimmer. So I think you part of that was the 75 yard swim, the Z pattern in the pool with the flight suit. And I think if I'm not mistaken, we had to wear all the gear for that. Yes, we did. You had to wear all the gear. You had to do the uh, breaststroke, the elementary backstroke and the side stroke. And then I believe you had to drown proof for five minutes, I tread water for five minutes. I remember that. There were some dudes who couldn't do that either. And I don't remember what else was involved with that. I th- and I know the mile swim and the flight suit was part of it. But as far as checks in the block to be successful, I don't remember anything, any other elements for that first class swim test. Do you? No, no. But I, I you know, the thing is, I remember it started with jumping in the water. You gear up, yes. gear up, jump in the water. Yep tread water with all the stuff on for for a certain mm-hmm. amount of time yeah then then you can transition to we well, can start sh- taking stuff off to help you stay afloat uh, right so right. At, th- at that point that's where I, the helmet comes off and goes under your butt to help you stay afloat mm-hmm. that's the drown poofing portion that was another five minutes which yep. was easy once you got the helmet off your head yeah um, the the swimming the swimming and gear, I don't remember the helmet being on. I remember the boots. <sighs> I could I could be mistaken. That might be part of the training part. Like we, they made it a little harder before you actually did the test. Yeah. Like I, if you can do it with all the crap on, doing it without it should be easy, right? The only swimming, you know, back and forth, I remember, was the mile swim in a flight suit. I don't remember actual doing demonstrating strokes I do. I do remember being the first guy out of the pool on that. No, that, I was not. I mean, I wasn't a shoddy swimmer, but I was. I wasn't quick. I just remember my and I remember how stupid boring it was. You go up and back and say your number, up and back and yep. say your number. And yep. how many laps was it to do a mile in that freaking pool? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was like because you had an hour to yeah. do it. I yes. Think, right? Yes. You had an hour. So, you know, yep. wait for 45 minutes to go by before you even think about asking if you're close. And I remember that one guy, you know, the, the time was up and he's still swimming because he didn't make it. And uh, yeah. then he had another chance to make it. He had to come back at night to do it. But I went to rock swim with that guy a few times to help him out. He was one of those first classes, but he didn't graduate with us either. So I don't know. Uh, maybe he didn't pass it the second time. I don't. I don't remember. So you also have to wonder, like, how close were they? You know, I mean, if if we had this discussion, like right after, we would be able to tell you that detail, right? Like, were they three mm-hmm. laps away and like just a little bit faster? They could have made it, you know, or were they so far hopelessly behind that? You may I think that guy up. was like way behind because he was just. I remember he was just. He wasn't really swimming. He was just plodding, like with his <laughs> arms and he what. It was just, you know, painful to watch, right? Um, but see, I was in really good shape then. I, I basically crossed my feet behind me and just used my my uh, upper body and pulled my way through it. And, and if I got a little tired, I just 
I just slowed my stroke down and kicked a little bit. And, uh, but you know, I was, I was a swimmer, you know, uh, growing up and, um, uh, as far as like, you know, competitive swimmer. So that was kind of, that was all easy for me. Um, I mean, I played, I played in the water growing up in and around, but I wasn't right, a competitive right. swimmer. I mean, so I wasn't, yeah. you know, I wasn't that afraid wasn't of the necessarily water. an advantage really. It was just, just my overall, at that point in my life, my physical conditioning was, was really good. So, you know, uh, and being young and everything, um, uh, that, that's why we all pretty much, you know, cruise through air crew school. Well, um, all the youngsters I anyway. Think. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember any of us young guys having any trouble with that. Not with it the, was the older part. guys, which, you know, that were having the problems. So let's see. Yeah, then with the CEO, we talked about that. Um, I guess really the the, the really the major element left um, would be land survival. Is there anything that we missed that we, uh, uh, we talked about the Hilo Dunker? Yeah. Uh, talked about you know other than right? like what we did on Liberty. I mean, um, I only uh, went off base a couple of times, and I too. never went down to like uh, Seville Quarter or did any of me that. Too. I remember one night, I, I think uh, Russ and some of the and maybe you went. I don't remember. I know, I know that I remember watching you guys going or them going, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm just gonna you know, order a pizza from Domino's and, and watch TV or something uh, and didn't go. Yeah. That was a, that was, that was a club called the embers. I went to that night. Uh, we, we went to, we talked about, we went to our Japanese restaurant. That was one of our outings. Well, I remember doing that as a group, a different time, but yes, but that was a Pensacola. That was one of our outings. Yep. Uh, the only yep. real uh, recreation, uh, recreation facility I took, took advantage of was golf. That, oh, you played golf there. Well, that that will that guy from Willow Grove. You had a beautiful the, golf course. Oh my gosh! Right by the main gate, <laughs> dude. The, okay, so the guy from Willow Grove, right? He he knew how to golf, and he knew what golf was about. So he talked me into. I'm like, I've never done this. You know, no, it's not that hard, really. I mean, trust me, I'll show you. Right. Well, the, we never paid. We never checked in with the green with the with the uh, where he got clubs. I have no idea. He might have had his own. Uh. But we never checked into the clubhouse. We just walked onto the golf course and started playing. Started playing? We, we probably did like nine holes. Uh, and we were clowning around, right? Because I know nothing about it. We had to let like probably two foursomes go through. And you know they're probably retired admirals or whatnot wondering what these knuckleheads are doing on their golf course. Right. Um, but yeah, that was that was the one thing. I didn't, and didn't even do it right. Went to the movie theater a lot. Um, we went to the club a few times, yes. the one that was down on the beach. That was a nice that was club. A nice club that too. was a nice really club. Really nice. It was almost brand new at the time. And it was kind of dead. Uh, yeah. you know, it wasn't a it wasn't a hopping place. It was No, because a... there's hardly any enlisted people on that <laughs> base. Right. So That's right. Um, that <laughs> one of the one of the cooler things that I did or I think you and I did was did did you go with me when we went on a tour of the Royal Navy ships that were there? No, but I did go. Remember on... those two ships pulled in? I went on the Lexington. I remember that. Yeah, I remember doing that. I didn't go on the. I didn't go but to the, the World Navy ships. Oh, okay, because they were there. I had the brochures that you know they hand out the you know welcome aboard things. That's the other thing I need to do is scan some of this stuff so that we can. Um, well, and then it's preserved. Display right? some of this memorabilia, you know that uh, that we've hung on to. Um. So I guess we're 
we're pretty well, much down to uh, land, land, survival. land survival. So when I when and I that, talked about this, you know, the the thing is, is that every week a land survival class hits that same place. Yeah, and there's like nothing to eat there. Yeah, the, the animals have since wised up, and they don't right. hang around. And uh, but you know, we still made squirrel traps. Remember that? We still made a squirrel traps. Yep. Um, and we ate prickly pear. I didn't find any prickly pear. Yeah, we we found some prickly pear, and and uh, and then they they showed us how to use a parachute to make beef jerky. Yep. Because they gave us meat to do that. Yep. Um, they, they showed us, us how to make a uh, a fishing net because there was like a stream that ran through there. Because yeah. I don't think we caught anything out of out of the riser um, cord, right? You, you take apart a yep. riser cord. We put up a. I remember and we put up a, a parachute for some shade, and then yep. c- cut all the inside riser cord out of it to make all our doodads. Yep, and uh, we went. We did some classroom before we left. And then I remember riding the bus out there to the Eglin Range. And, of course, we're out there with the instructors. And they broke us up into small groups. Yep. And we had, my we, small group. Because we, we had some non-NACAS people with us. Oh, absolutely. My group was a very eclectic one. I had a Marine captain, Recon. Nice. Who was changing his designator to become a Marine aviator. Okay. Captain. Really nice guy. You would think, uh, you know, Marine Captain Recon, he'd be kind of hard-ass. He really wasn't. He was pretty chill. And uh, we had an Italian Navy ensign, because remember the Italians, uh, part of NATO, they come to the U.S. to go through our syllabus, and then they go back to Italy. Like, he was going to fly Harriers or Helos or whatever they had. And then there was an AOCS guy that was going to be an NFO, because I remember he had glasses. And then there was me. Huh. And so what was interesting, and, and I don't know if you remember this or not, but part of the uh, what you were going to be trained to do was a land navigation problem. So that's when they taught us about uh, using the compass with a map and orienting your map and pacing, comparing the pacing and then stopping after a certain point. And then reorienting your map and like, okay, yep, we're on we're on track of where we're supposed to be going and whatnot. So we get ready to start the land navigation portion, and this marine captain said, "Look, I'd done this stuff for for a living for like the last four years or whatever. So I'm just gonna like uh, chill and, <laughs> and let you guys nice run the show." Nice. Yeah. So, of course, me, I'm an E nothing, and the AOCS AOCS guy is nothing. So this Italian Navy guy is in charge. <laughs> Does he speak English? And yeah, he spoke. Yeah, he spoke pretty good English actually. Um, but he was dumber than a freaking box of rocks <laughs> when it came to land navigation, because he proceeded to get us freaking lost big time. What? Right. I'm doing exactly what I was told to do. Right. Pace. That's what I did. <laughs> I, you know. Okay. And that's what this AOCS guy was doing, too. I think he had a little more idea what we were going, but I was just doing exactly what I was told. I was pacing, right? Counting my counting my steps. Yep. And but I was getting this uneasy feeling that we weren't we hadn't, you know, just based upon some of the communications that I was hearing that this guy had no idea where the hell we we're at. And 
and then Marine, he's just sort of like, like I said, he's just sort of hanging back. You know, he's not really saying a whole lot. He's just letting us do our thing because he already knows how to do all this stuff, like hardcore, right? Yep. So if I remember correctly, there was a certain time we were supposed to be out on a road. We we're going to wind up by one of those outlying fields. And I was remembering, like, thinking to myself, well, here all the, the jets are out there doing, you know, uh, field carrier landing practice. So why don't we just kind of head for the noise, you know, because uh -huh. that's got to be close to where we're supposed to be, right? And we got lost. And finally, this uh, Marine captain goes, all right, Definitely. listen up. <laughs> we're going to go this direction. Follow me. So that's what we did. And we popped out on the road, and uh, you guys are waiting for us in the bus. We're the last group to finish. Nice. How how how's I don't remember that. I don't remember that yeah. at all. I remember I remember well, my, kind of... we had uh, our two the two officer types in our group. One of them was a uh, he was a he was the XO in a tugboat, and he was changing to be a naval oh, aviator. Cool. <laughs> he was like he was he was like a chill dude and um. He was wearing his command ball cap. That's how he knew where he had come from. And somebody else was put in charge. And they told him, okay, you're second in command, right? And he goes, yeah, always a bridesmaid. Yep. I remember him saying that. I'm always a bridesmaid. And But when it came time to, you know, we cooked our jerky and it was nighttime. We just kind of hung out and told stories in our little freaking parachute tents. Yeah. Yep, yep. But I don't remember land. That's yeah, funny. I don't remember a land navigation portion at all, but it makes sense that it was there. I do remember yep. foraging. I remember foraging and getting all excited that we found a a, a palm tree that had been uprooted for its food. Yeah, we found some prickly pear, and uh, someone found they gave snake. us some oil, and we like cut it and made like like, like uh, potato chip looking things out of it. Oh, that's it nice. was and they gave us a little salt. It was actually pretty uh, tasty, as I remember. I remember someone caught a snake, and that that earned us some some beef to make jerky with and they gave us some rice to cook yeah i think they gave us some rice to cook too if i if i remember because we found the prickly pear that was kind of like our reward yeah i do remember eating some rice um but that compared to what we'll talk about later with sear school that was like <laughs> kindergarten right maybe even nursery school yes we're out uh, there for what uh, one night or two yeah, i forget I, only one night it was like yeah so it was really not was, even i mean I don't even remember being particularly hungry even when we went to go back. I think we just all yeah, yeah. took a shower and went. we got back in time and went to the chow hall and had a good, uh, you know, good meal there. Because, yeah, they did, I mean, we did classroom. Yep. And then uh, yeah, rolling out to Eglin was like, we got there in the middle of the day, so we had a breakfast, right? We got breakfast first. Yep. yep. Uh, we were back by, I mean, we spent the, so we were back by dinner the next day. Yeah, it wasn't that hard. And that was really the first time we actually wore our flight suits yep. other than the picture. Yeah, because you wore them out in the field with your brand new Because that's suits. where we all took the white the, the white text pens. Remember the text pens from boot camp? Yeah. Had a little rubber thing on there to pump the, the, yeah, the ink up there. Yeah, stencil pencils, yeah. And uh, that we made up our own uh, you know name tags and whatnot with those <laughs> with the, the cover on the Velcro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to have some, uh, I, we had to have some way of knowing who the hell you were. Um. So after land survival, what that, was left? That was it. I mean, because uh, land survival was, was it, 
basically pro- graduation was either was Tuesday Wednesday I want to say because the classroom was be Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday was probably getting ready for whatever packing up right. your, I don't I don't you know maybe your final test in something Ugh. um and then yeah, fr- Friday was graduation I think we did have to take some kind of test at the end if I remember correctly our last written test on something I don't, you know yeah because they were asking us about like 3710 and rest and all. yeah i remember a test at the very end and then of course your your critique op nav 3710 something or other or whatever well, that let's was see. back i want to say the kilo was was 3710.k was inactive when i was on my deployment so maybe it was mm-hmm. a couple letters younger than that or older than that at the time um yep yeah, Friday, I remember very clearly, was our abbreviated commencement. Captain Rasmussen, who was the CEO of the base, came and talked. F- uh, Vietnam uh, F-8 driver. Yeah, he was a... Uh, pretty cool dude. He he was pretty cool. <laughs> his, I remember his speech was all uh, very allegorical. Talking about yeah. checklists. Checklists will save your life. Very allegorical. Right. Um, and then... Uh, he was a blue angel, you know. Yes, I do know. Yep. Yeah, but he he was a badass F eight driver in, in Vietnam, flying off of uh, uh, Essex class uh, carriers. Last of the gunfighters. Yep. Because uh, I've got a book that's actually called that, "The Last of the Gunfighters," and he's in that book. Really. Yep. How crazy! I'm, and the funny thing is, I remember the the dude's name, but I couldn't tell you the guy who showed up. To... Yeah, I remember Captain. Yeah, I remember that name. Yeah, very well. And I, and I just remember he's like really friendly guy. You know, he's coming along, shaking our hands and uh, you know, congratulating us and uh, a lot of those doing Viet- the little speech and sending us on our way. A lot of those Vietnam dudes were pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. But yeah. So yeah. By by noon Friday, we're pack your pack your crap and go. Here's your. We pretty much, I think, we're packed up, ready to go. Then, um, I think we all pretty much almost just about got on the bus. Then, didn't we? Because I remember going on a bus to the I do, airport. I do go and you know back to tiny Pensacola Airport. But what I can't remember was if it was like right after lunch or just before lunch. Uh, oh yeah, the timeline yeah, on that. I yeah, can't, the. I know commencement. Commencement. Listen to me. Graduation was in the morning. They yep. typically always are, and then you know, get out of you here. You check out with PSD and all that bullshit. No, I, see, I don't remember going to PSD at Nacus. I remember just go to the quarter deck, and here's your big Manila envelope, yeah. and on your way yeah, to the next true. place. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, I remember you saying you didn't have a lot. I remember a lot about the trip, but only because of you know the airplane thing, because we flew from Pensacola to New Orleans on a Continental Airlines seven twenty seven. And I remember going through the airport, and I'd never had uh, like they had like a like a little kiosk there, and they were selling um, praline almonds or something, or praline pecans. And, I'm, and I remember buying those and going, "Man, these things are freaking good." I've never <laughs> had them quite that good ever since. And never then we got on a Republic Airlines DC nine, one of those short ones, and we got to Memphis. And I remember that flight was being full. That yep. was full, and was I was, full. like, crammed in between. Yeah. You know, um, I but s- I don't really remember. 
you know, obviously there was it was nighttime once again, right? Boot camp at Pensacola now. Here you're arriving at A school. It's nighttime again, and you and I wound up in the same room that first yep. night. But I have no recollection of how we wound up there, other than going to ourselves like, you know, you got to be kidding me, right? <laughs> Place is a dump. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like the, uh, dump. the metal locker, the metal lockers. Yeah. And uh, I remember. Uh, I don't know. Do we want to like uh, continue on with uh, with that, or do you want to table uh, until uh, we just start talking about should, uh, Memphis or Memphis whatever? Get its own. You want to do Memphis it? gets its own. But I was just going to say that that twelve of us travel on that plane together. I had to go look at yeah. uh, the A school picture and see everyone that was in both both classes. And yeah, there was twelve of us going from Pensacola to Memphis for AWA school and the two knuckleheads that volunteered. Yeah, I'll get bumped. <laughs> no, you're not. So yeah, no, we yeah, can talk, about, up we can talk about, we can talk I'm pulling up the A school picture here and, uh, there's a few guys. There's a couple guys there that I don't recognize though. Well, yeah. Yeah. They, they weren't, they were not in our NACIS class. So, so like the dude between There's two guys in the front row, like the guys on either side of Boomer. Yep. I don't think they were in our NACAS class, nope. were they? Nope. Nope. They were not. And then Dildy. And then the guy on the far end next to Mike wasn't in our nope, NACAS class. Nope. That's Dildy. That's the guy that got freaking VS orders. And then. And that's and then, right. And then the dude next to me, between me and uh, yeah. the dude with the glasses. He. So those guys were not in our NACAS class, but you know I don't know if they rolled in or, or come from the fleet or some other situation. I don't remember. Right. Yeah. But so, yeah. Yeah. Let's you know. A school deserves its own, deserves its own show. And it might, it, it might even be two parts if we talk too much. Cause yeah, it's, it's pretty you detailed. Could, you could break it up into, uh, you know, uh, cause remember when you went behind the cage, you know, yeah. you're doing In, uh, into the secret section. Right. All, all that security right. theater. <laughs> but I think it was a real culture shock, even going from, you know, boot camp to Pensacola, because it was just sort of, uh, like I said, a much more genteel experience oh, than yeah. uh, the others that we had in the pipeline, because it was very relaxed there. You know, I mean, you were expected to do what you're supposed to do and, and, um, but at no point they did... treated you like they treated you like you you weren't like a, a complete idiot. You yeah. know, you like you knew you had to be squared away and uh, exceed. I mean, I remember them telling us like, you know, air crew, you know, you have to have higher evaluations than yes. the rest of the guys in your squadron. So we have high expectations for you to uh, perform at a, at a higher level than the average, you know, sailors like you guys are kind of like the elite in the. Uh, enlisted ranks yeah, no, in aviation, I, yeah, which, that, which is true, really. It really it is. is. I mean, especially when you think of how many of us later on went on to be rescue swimmers. That's an extremely small community. And at the time, I think when you and I were going through, the attrition level was like 35 to 40% of people were starting that pipeline and not coming out the other end as uh, uh, air crewmen. Yeah, I, I, you know, I have... I know that we had some attrition. I couldn't apply. I couldn't apply a, a, a number to it. I just know that 
some dudes were there. The next day they weren't. Yeah. I just knew you didn't want to fail anything because yeah. that was going to be a bad thing. You're going to be on the USS Nimitz dragging <laughs> fuel hoses. Or never something. dock, right? The never dock. Yeah, um, exactly. But, you, well, to to for the comment on the genteel aspect of Pensacola, Florida, you, or the Naval Air Station, or even the school itself, you never got the impression they were trying to sweat you out. No. You know? So that, that led to the genteel feeling. Like, okay, here's your tasks. You know, the mental stuff, we're going to spoon feed you. The physical stuff, we're going to run a lot to help you get in shape. So when we actually test you yep. on things, you know, you have you have a chance. You know, we're going right. to show you stuff so many times that when it's actually your turn to do it, you're going to be able to do it. and then you, Or you're going to practice it so many times that when you're tested on it, you're going to pass. So, yeah, it was very, and the, very, yeah, gentile is the best term. It really is. And the pool and the pool instructors doing the water survival stuff and all that were like exceptionally uh, good instructors too. Um, you know, all the all the instructors that that uh, we can't. I mean, besides our you know primaries, the ones that were doing the uh, other specialized functions like the pool and uh, physiology and uh, you know uh, land survival, etc. All of those different programs, they were all really really you know very professional you know it was not that the ones that we had later on weren't it was just a different uh environment you know that we had there yeah yeah at uh pensacola um you know i used to say to myself that why don't i just how about if i just go back and i can just i'll do the whole pipeline again over again (laughs) just to get in shape (laughs) or just for the fun just for the fun of it yeah (laughs) just to go through through the whole wouldn't that be awesome uh because well, yeah. I mean, it was probably at the time that was probably the big the big adventure of our lives at that point, doing all of that stuff. Because when you think about it, um, it, it's almost uh, you know I was in a little bit longer than you were, and and looking back on some of the stuff that I did in the Navy, you know, I don't talk about it a lot only because I think people would think that I'm full of crap. You yeah, know, the, the, right. The, they don't believe the, you, right? Oh, there's no way you did that. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, when you're on deployment or, you know, some of the friends that we had that, that did uh, some crazy stuff, you know, like uh, <laughs> uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Middleton and uh, teacher, you know, they both got Navy Marine Corps medals for that uh, rescue they did, um, you know, stuff like that. You know, that one kid, Middleton, he actually uh, just retired, I think, as a commander. You know, he actually commanded a, an HSL squadron. Really? Yep. And he was a bit of a Yahoo when we we're going through the pipeline. So I was kind of surprised that I saw that he he got a commission and you know became an aviator. And he was a little bit of a Yahoo. Well, you know, uh, back in our days, but HSL debt sometimes gets the Yahoo out of you. They do. You know? Yeah. I mean, you, you we you grow. We we definitely uh, one of the things that uh, occurred to me when I was thinking about this earlier was uh, you know a lot of this stuff seems kind of looking on the outside kind of cool and uh and fun and whatnot but then you realize that there's a reason why they beat attention to detail and and some of the other stuff because if you don't pay attention you get yourself killed doing this stuff as we have pretty quickly sadly have encountered in our young lives of, of having people you know of our own generation you know dying uh doing what we do for a living and 
Yeah. Uh, it it kind of really. Uh, I know when Mike Ampong was killed, that just came just just hit me like a a ton of bricks because uh, um, you just don't expect that. And uh, and there the reality. And then that wasn't the, unfortunately the first one. I mean, I've know I know many more than that. Unfortunately, now. Uh, when um, when the when the time comes to start talking about deployment, I'll I'll relay the story of how I found out about that. Because I'll never, I won't forget it. I won't forget it at all. Yeah. So we're, yep. we're trying to, we're trying to wrap this one up and I don't want to end on a somber note. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was fun so, talking about Pensacola. Cause that was probably the most fun we had really in the, uh, in, in the pipeline. We had like zero responsibility and, really. You know, and we had no to idea. Do show up when yep. you're supposed to be there. And no idea what was coming. Right. Just, just I've even tried to tell my daughter that I said 95 percent of life is just showing up on time. And does she believe you? No, no, hell no. You they know, never, kids they are. never do. But if I tell her, right, it's when somebody else tells them that then that it sticks. Right. But when mom and dad say exactly. Yeah. Right? Like when you're right now, how old, how old are your kids? I guess we should probably wrap this up and then uh, we can talk okay. offline if yeah, you want. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I'll, let me give the wrap-up spiel, right? To say thanks for listening. To say uh, Mike at NavalAir.net if you want to give some feedback or have your own stories to share. And um, next 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 time Scott and I crack the mics, you're going to talk about the next step of the pipeline, which is AWA school, which in the early 80s was at the Naval Air Station. Yeah. Was it Memphis, NAS Memphis, or NAS Millington? I can't remember if they named it after the town. Well, it was NAS Memphis and then NATTC Millington. Millington. Yeah. It's kind of strange how they but that's, differentiated the two. So that's that's what's coming up next. And uh, so until then, thanks for listening. Stay safe and God bless.